Vikings training camp is underway, but you want to know what happened over the weekend. I'm sure as many of you know, the big story was that Daniil Hunter renegotiated his contract and is now with the Vikings for 2023. We'll get into a little O-line talk as well as some Alexander Madison musings. And of course, we'll take a deep dive into Vikings history and look at the number 41 next on the Vikings Daily Opener. Hey everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull with the Vikings Daily Opener this day, July 31st. 2023. We are now 41 days away from the season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our first story covers what happened yesterday. Zolgad's four and out. What Daniil Hunter's new contract means for the Vikings now and in the future. Judd Zolgad was excited to discuss Daniil Hunter's new contract and what it means for the Vikings this season and beyond. After holding out of off-season workouts and for the first few days of training camp, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler had reported that the Vikings were open to trading their star pass rusher. However, the Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell presented a different side of things, when asked multiple questions about Hunter's situation, stating that they were still in an ongoing process with Hunter and that he was having daily dialogue personally with him. O'Connell's approach was to keep Hunter as happy as possible and hope to get the deal done. And it did. Hunter reportedly agreed to a one-year deal worth $17 million guaranteed with incentives tied to sacks to get it up to $20 million. This is a win for the Vikings, as they were able to avoid a longer-term deal that would have been expensive and could have limited their salary cap flexibility in the future. The final season of Hunter's contract was torn up and replaced with another one-year agreement that will enable the 28-year-old, he turns 29 in October, to test free agency in March. The Vikings agreed not to use the franchise tag on Hunter, which would have tied him to the Vikings for another season. Hunter's age and injury history had to play a role in the team's hesitation not to do a longer deal. The reality, however, is that Hunter's can't miss badly by not hitting the jackpot on his second contract, and that will forever haunt them. With Hunter back on the field, the Vikings' defense should see a boost this season. Hunter is a very special player, and as soon as we can get him out here, you guys will see him out here. That is on the playing field. And our fans will see him out there on the practice fields. The Vikings defense struggled last season and was one of the worst in the NFL. But new defensive coordinator Brian Flores is installing a new and more aggressive scheme. And it should help keep offenses far more off balance 
than they were when facing Donatel's passive scheme. Davenport, whose sack totals dropped from nine in 2021 to a half a sack in 2022, should benefit greatly from Hunter's presence, especially after he signed a one-year $13 million contract as a free agent this offseason. Davenport's base salary is only $1.5 million, and this is a prove-it deal. An effective pass rush is essential for the Vikings, considering the question marks the team has with a group of young cornerbacks. Getting pressure should relieve some of the stress on the secondary. However, the team will have some difficult decisions to make in the coming years as they negotiate with other key players and consider their long-term strategy. Hunter is set to be joined in free agency after the season by quarterback Kirk Cousins, wide receiver K.J. Osborne, and tight end T.J. Hawkinson. Hawkinson is likely to get an extension in the coming months, but the other three are a different story. The Vikings continue negotiations with star wide receiver Justin Jefferson, and he has two years left on his rookie contract, but is eligible for an extension. And standout left tackle Christian Derisaw will be eligible to sign an extension after this season. The Vikings are going to have to make some difficult choices, starting with whether they want to give Cousins another rich multi-year contract or start looking for a younger, cheaper quarterback that allows salary cap flexibility. That is something Adolfo Menza is likely focusing on this moment. In conclusion, the Vikings made the right choice signing Daniil Hunter to a one-year deal. With him back on the field, the Vikings' defense should see a boost this season. But the team will have some difficult decisions to make in the coming years as they negotiate with other key players and consider their long-term strategy. Another great piece there. Judd, appreciate it very much. Continuing with the Daniil theme, we have a story by Alex Lewis over at The Athletic. Why Brian Flores' new Vikings defense needed Daniil Hunter. Alec is discussing the importance of Daniil Hunter to Brian Flores' new Vikings defense. I'm going to summarize it for you, but highly encourage you to get an athletic subscription because there's some great writing over there, and Alec is one of their best. As we all know, the Vikings' edge rusher depth has been lacking, and the addition of Hunter to the team is a critical move. Hunter's proven impact player status and ability to win one-on-one reps consistently make him the centerpiece of the defense. Before Hunter's inclusion in this iteration of the Vikings' defense became official, the Vikings only had three potential defensive starters older than 27, not to mention productive players at each level, such as Patrick Peterson, Eric Kendricks, and Dalvin Tomlinson, They all departed this offseason. Hunter's sheer presence amidst a distinct vibe of confidence and physicality, and he has been a proven impact player for years. While Hunter missed significant time due to his injuries in 2020 and 2021, his potential in the Flores system is clear. 
Flores' aggressive but not reckless system, which generates pressure through scheme, could help bridge the gap in production. In 2021, no team used simulated pressures more frequently than Flores' Dolphins, according to PFF. This approach keeps the defense's coverage ability intact while applying direct pressure on the offense. The more players the offense thinks is it has to handle, the more the defense is likely to create one-on-ones. The more one-on-ones, the better chance a pass rusher has to pressure the quarterback. And if the pass rusher has the skill set of Hunter, well, that's the cherry on top. Flores' ability to generate pressure through the scheme would have helped to bridge the gap in production. If the Vikings had to lean on numbers for coverage, they would have had fewer pass rushers, making Hunter's presence all the more important. Hunter was one of the few and maybe the only players on the team roster who had proven they could win those reps consistently. After months of conversation and deliberation between the two sides, the Vikings agreed to reshape Hunter's contract. The 28-year-old will now make $17 million fully guaranteed for 2023 with incentives that could help that figure climb to $20 million, which places him near the top 10 in season-long earnings among all edge rushers. The contract gives the Minnesota Vikings defense a centerpiece and Hunter a top-of-the-market deal as he continues to establish himself as one of the most dominant pass rushers in the NFL. This move is not devoid of risk. Hunter missed large swaths of time in 2020 and 2021 with two unrelated injuries. He also operated most effectively as a hand-downed edge rusher and will be playing in a system that could ask him to stand up. However, Brandon Thorne, a longtime evaluator of pass rushing talent, recently downplayed the stand-up concerns. Furthermore, he pontificated about Hunter's potential in a system that thrives on simulated pressures. All of this is insightful and intriguing as the Vikings enter the season with another seemingly wide-open NFC North. If the overall defensive scheme and teaching of that scheme was not critical, the Vikings would not have fired Ed Donatel in the first place. But they did, and we have Brian Flores. With Hunter's contract now reshaped, the Vikings' defense is poised to make a statement this season. Yes, it is. Well-written piece there, Alec. I hope I summarized it well. That brings us to what I posted over on the Daily Norseman, and it was about yesterday's two old bloggers. Yesterday, I went live on two old bloggers, and we featured the latest news on Daniil Hunter's contract and how the team secured their top pass rusher yet for another year. I told you how impactful it was going to be and how excited myself and other fans were that it happened. I also discussed Kirk Cousins and his inspiring speech. 
Has Dave evolved? Has Kirk evolved? You have to go watch and find out. But it was supposedly something remarkable. Plus, we shined a spotlight on the 2024 free agent class. And one person that we didn't think was going to be, you know, playing a factor in it. And that was Josh Metellus. It makes next March all the more important on how crazy wants to work the cap and contracts. Josh Metellus had an unwavering commitment to the team's success, and it shows. And you're going to see him this year in Brian Flores' system, most likely playing the big nickel, but a hybrid role between safety and linebacker. It's going to be interesting. And it was all on Vikings First and Skull YouTube page, live yesterday at 4 o'clock. And it was posted this morning via the Vikings First and Skull podcast page, where you could listen to me get all excited. Speaking of excited, I'm out of coffee. I need to go get some more. I will be right back. And I'm back. In our next story, we're going to talk about what Savian Mixon wrote over at Vikings Wire just this morning. Analytics projections don't believe in the Vikings offensive line. Shocking. I added the shocking. Savion discussed the recent analytics projections for the Vikings offensive line. Ben Baldwin of The Athletic, and I told you before on Alex's story, The Athletic produces some great stuff, recently projected the performance of each team's offensive line for the upcoming season based on past data. According to his rankings, the offensive line is ranked 18th in pass blocking which is relatively average, (laughs) but a huge step up from last year. However, as we dive deeper into the data, there's a lot of room for improvement on the interior, specifically at the right guard and center positions. Ed Ingram, who is currently holding the right guard spot, is rated on Baldwin's metrics as a lowly 9 out of 100. Garrett Bradbury, the starting center, is only contributing to a 24 out of 100. Ezra Cleveland, while the best of the bunch, is rated at a measly 43 out of 100. It is important to keep in mind that these rankings are based on past data and don't take into account the potential for development and improvement. It's possible that players like Ed Ingram and Garrett Bradbury will improve this season and the continuity of the offensive line playing alongside each other for a second year in a row should also be taken into consideration. Moreover, it's worth noting that the Vikings have invested significant resources in improving their offensive line. They are all first or second round picks, but they did nothing in this last offseason and are letting the same five starters roll from 2022 to 2023. The Vikings are also expected to have Brian O'Neill, their starting right tackle back in the lineup after missing some time during the preseason due to injury. As we all know, he partially tore his Achilles last season. Nonetheless, the numbers don't lie, and the Vikings will need a vast improvement from their interior offensive linemen to have a successful season. 
the offensive line is a crucial component of any team's success as it protects the quarterback and opens up the running lanes for the running backs. If the Vikings want to compete in a tough NFC North division, they will need their offensive line to step up and perform at a much higher level. From your lips to Odin's ears there, Savion, let it be so. Now our next story, still over at Vikings Wire, and sports dad, Judd Zolgad. Zolgad's four and out. Alexander Madison on silencing critics, taking over the top role, and running back pay. We're now diving into Judd Zolgad's story of Alexander Madison, the Minnesota's fifth-year running back who's taken over as the top role in the backfield. Madison has spent his first four seasons in the NFL as a backup to Dalvin Cook, but he's been preparing for this opportunity since he first joined the Vikings. In an interview with Judd Zolgad, Madison talks about how he's been working hard every day to be ready to take on a larger role in this offense. He credits Cook with helping him to stay focused and motivated telling him that he's not a backup, but rather part of a dynamic duo in the backfield. Madison said that this mindset helped him to stay prepared and ready when the time to shine finally arrived. And arrived it did. As the Vikings signed Madison to a two-year, $7 million contract this offseason and released Cook after his six seasons in Minnesota. Madison is now the top running back on the depth chart, ahead of Ty Chandler, Kene Nwangu, and Dwayne McBride. In his interview with Zolgad, Madison talks about how he's excited for the opportunity, but also aware of the challenges that come with being a starting running back in the NFL. He's looking to prove his supporters and detractors right and wrong this season and is focused on improving every day to be the best player he can be for himself and the team. Madison also discussed his relationship with Cook, who he calls his brother, both on and off the field. He says that Cook prepared him for this moment since he first came into the league, telling him that one day they wouldn't be able to play together forever. Madison says that he and Cook had a mindset to be a backfield that was incapable of playing out their years together just because they held themselves to such a high standard. Even though Cook is no longer with the Vikings, Madison says he still talks to him frequently and that he's grateful for the support and guidance that Cook has given him throughout his career. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows for the running backs in the NFL. Madison acknowledged that the position has become undervalued in today's league and that players like Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard have all struggled to get long-term security they want in their contracts. Despite this, Madison remains focused on improving every day and being the best player he can be for himself and the team. He's excited to be part of the Vikings offense this season and believes the team has what it takes to make a deep playoff run. 
So Vikings fans, keep an eye on Alexander Madison this season as he looks to prove himself as one of the top running backs in the league. And stay tuned for more updates on the Vikings as we gear up for the start of the season. Now to the history segment of the show. We are 41 days until the season opener. So that means we're going to be taking a closer look at the players who have worn number 41 on their jerseys for the Minnesota Vikings and the impacts they had on team history. By far, the one that stands out the most was running back Dave Osborne. Dave Osborne is one of the most prominent players to have ever donned the number 41 jersey for the Vikings. He was a running back who played for the team from 1965 through 1975. During his time with the team, he became known for his powerful running style and ability to gain tough yards on the ground. Osborne was a reliable and consistent performer, often serving as a complimentary back in the Vikings rushing attack. One of the highlights of Osborne's career came in 1969 with the NFL champion season when the Vikings faced the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl III. Although the Vikings lost the game, Osborne's contributions were invaluable and he showcased his ability to excel on the big stage. Osborne's legacy continues to inspire new generations of football players and fans alike and his impact on the sport will be felt for many years to come. Another standout player to wear the number 41 on his jersey for the Vikings was Anthony Harris, a defensive back who played for the team from 2015 to 2020. During his tenure with the team, Harris established himself as a reliable and productive player, known for his ability to make game-changing plays and provide solid coverage in the secondary, also known for his hits. Harris was a key contributor to the Vikings' defense, opposite of Harrison Smith, during the successful 2017 season, which the Vikings reached the NFC Championship game. Currently... The player to wear number 41 is fullback Zach Ojili. As a rookie out of Minnesota Duluth, Ojili, and I hope I'm saying that right, will be looking to make a name for himself and show that he can contribute to the team's success. With veteran C.J. Ham also on the roster, Ojili will need to work hard to make the most of his opportunities to earn playing time. It remains to be seen what kind of impact Ojili will have on the team, but he has the potential to make his mark on the franchise just like Osborne and Harris did before him. But he's going to have to put some great stuff on tape and hope either another team picks him up or the Vikings put him on the practice squad. And they may just do that in anticipation that someday C.J. Ham will have to retire. In conclusion, The players who have worn the number 41 jersey for the Minnesota Vikings have made significant contributions to the team's history, from Dave Osborne's powerful running to Anthony Harris's game-changing plays. These players have left their mark on the franchise and continue to be remembered and celebrated by Vikings fans. And we'll be keeping a close eye out on Zach Ogilvy 
as he looks to make his mark and continue the legacy of the number 41 for the Vikings. Well, folks, that's it for today's show. Tonight at 6 o'clock Central, live over on the Vikings First and Skull YouTube page, we have Tyler Fornes and the Real Forno Show. He's going to be talking quite a bit about training camp. Hey, today was the first day that Daniil Hunter is back on the field. He was went through walkthroughs this morning, and then we get to see everybody in pads this afternoon. I can't wait. If you want some good reading materials, head over to Fans First Sports Network, click NFL, click Minnesota Vikings, and you'll see the latest articles by our group of writers. And there's one up there was posted this morning talking about how a possible trade with a Jets quarterback might be a good thing. You're going to have to read it to find out what he's talking about. And then, of course, you have the Vikings Wire and the Daily Norseman, all great places to get your reading fix on. With that, I'm going to say goodbye for this day, Monday, July 31st, 2023. And what do we say? Skull Vikings! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production.